in um, Amsterdam with photographer Sophie Ebrard. Ebrard. We've just done this. I need to get it right. Sophie Ebrard. Hi. Good Hi. evening. <laughs> so nice to have you. Um, thank you for meeting with me finally after months of back and forth. True. Um, so we first came across one another on Instagram. Um, you sent me a message to reach out about your exhibition. So can you well, tell us about yourself first off? Sure. Um, so, yeah, my name is Sophie. I'm a French photographer living in London, um, in Amsterdam. Sorry, I'm <laughs> <laughs> this is me thinking I'm still living in London. Uh, that's, I'm in denial. I'm in Amsterdam. Um, so, yeah, I was in London before and, um, uh, yeah, I'm shooting um, commercially for brands. Um, that's how I make a living. I shoot advertising campaigns. And then I also do um, exhibitions and personal projects on the side. Um, that's for the, the happy part and the, the excitement and creativity part. And so I've just done an exhibition in Amsterdam um, in September 2019. And it was uh, during Unseen Festival. And so the exhibition is called I Didn't Want to Be a Mom. Um, and I think in a nutshell is um, is about the realities of motherhood, or at least my realities of motherhood. It's it's about telling telling women it's okay not to be okay with it. Yeah. Um, so it's really like a, a truthful conversation um, about um, yeah about the difficulties I had with motherhood. Um, um, yeah, when I became a mum. Yeah, that's what, and that's why you reached out, isn't it, over yes. Instagram to talk about it. And I've I found it so refreshing when I saw your work and I remember you sending me the video to it and it was I mean I think you vocalized many of m my feelings actually when I first became a mum and we became a we both had children around the same at the same time time is 2013 yeah yeah um and we lived in the same area yeah <laughs> um and it's crazy actually if only we'd met if only we'd met at that point in London my god um maybe we could have talked about it because it's true um there was we were just saying just now that um, it's uh, if if only there was some of the people who had talked about how difficult it is and the struggles that you go through and and also the word matrescence, which is a word that yeah. is starting to be out now. But um, before that, it's something that nobody knew about. So matrescence is has the same terminology as adolescence, and so it's it's a transition as adolescence is a transition. Um, people realize that, you know, you can't just become a mother. You have to go um, through this period and, you know, you you spend decades defining yourself. Um, and of course, you know, it's going to take time to suddenly go from the person who was completely free to a person who's um, who's got a baby attached to herself. Mm, yeah. yeah, I think it's something that. Um, that that we don't quite understand that we're going to have a baby and then we're going to be the same person afterwards. And that that just isn't. It isn't the case. Um, so tell me about the exhibition. How did you come to the point of of creating this exhibition? Um, so I think uh, to do this body of work was really for me a way to process uh, what had happened to me and and almost like to eat to to heal to heal. yeah. Um, and uh, also to understand really what had happened all throughout these years. So after the birth of my second child, I really started to kind of understand a little bit more about the conflicting emotions of motherhood. Yeah. Um, and 
um, yeah, I think I, I, I kind of wanted to get out of my system. And, and at, at first it was really kind of trying to, to explain, to understand really what had happened to me. Um, and yeah, I think it was a, a sort of therapy. And also, I think it was also at the point where I was, every time a friend was pregnant and had ch children, I wanted to go see her and make sure she was okay. And I was always trying to reach out to her and, and after kind of a while trying to assess how she was and are you okay? And trying to tell her this is really hard, right? Not mm. telling her the things that people had told me, mm. like this is amazing. This is the most joyful moment of your life because you know, the famous rush of love doesn't always come and it doesn't always rush. And so, um, and so it was, you know, I was really there. I was really trying to, to, um, to help every single woman who had just had a baby and meeting people on the street. And then I thought, maybe I should do a project about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but, you know, I think it was, so it, there was this element, but also I think it really helped me understand through research and through all my words and, how, you know, trying to get it out um what I had felt and and I think it was you know to be fair I think it was a really traumatic experience and nobody really prepares you for that yeah um and you know they say it takes a village to raise yeah. kids and and today villages have disappeared so yeah. we on our own and and I think well for me I think it was even worse because I moved to Amsterdam when I was eight months and one week pregnant and so I only had. Could you, could you fly? Three Did you fly? Yeah, I flew the oh day before the last day it was allowed to fly. Okay. And um and I remember flying over my house from City Airport. You can see my house um in a Hackney, and I remember being in tears, thinking, "Ah, oh, my life is disappearing." You know, it was like really, literally, I could see my my house and my life disappearing, um, and I thought it's never going to be the same again, which was. Totally true. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah. But then it gets better for people who don't have kids. Yeah. Please keep <laughs> listen listening, keep this. listening. <laughs> this is great after a while. Um, but um, so, yeah, so I arrived here and the system here is very different. The language is different. Everything was different. Um, and and I, uh, yeah, and so and also I didn't have a support system. So mm -hmm. I had I had friends, but they were quite far away. And um, and I think maybe if I had had close friends who were next to me, I could have maybe said that it was really hard, but every time I went back to London and I was trying to vocalize that, I felt like I was not understood by my friends. Um, so I really kept that, when I was really ashamed of it. I was really, really ashamed of, um, you know, I didn't want to be a mom. The title is really explaining that I didn't, I didn't like being a mom. I didn't like, I didn't want to be seen as a mother. I didn't want to be uh, walking around with a pram. I didn't have a pram, so I would used to carry tools. Um, he's my oldest son. I used to carry him in the air go everywhere I go. I used to go. And so I would go on shoots and have my super heavy bag of cameras and him <laughs> and another bag with all the diapers and stuff. And um, and I would just like walk around the airport uh, being like, yes, I can do this. Um, and really, yes, I think at the beginning it was, it was really about trying to prove to myself mm. that nothing was going to change and that I could do it and that I was not this kind of mom that you have in mind. So it it makes me wonder, um, I had a very, very similar resistance to the idea of becoming a mum. And I was tottering around in like five inch wedges when my baby was three months old, like pretending that I didn't have a baby. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm me, I've not changed. You know, it's, when I think back, I'm like, 
ridiculous. What, um, before you became pregnant, what was your idea or did you have an idea of motherhood? What, because there was obviously a lot of resistance to it. So what was your feelings towards motherhood? Yeah, I think um, I, th I always have this image before of, um, of, of, of women walking around with their prams in Stoke Newington. <laughs> oh my God, are they wearing brogues? Because that was my image. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And they were uncool. And I think <laughs> they were so uncool. And I think... Today, the image of motherhood has changed a lot. And, um, you know, there's, there's Vogue covers, with, yeah. you know, it's, and it's with women breastfeeding and it's beautiful. And I don't know, I, th I thought that I had this image of, yeah, it was, I don't know, I was a, I was a creative working in East London and that was the mm. opposite of who I was. And also, I think I was at the beginning of my career as a photographer, because I started my career 10 years ago. And so my son is six. And, um, and so I was really still trying to really be there and, and get excited and like, uh, yeah, I wanted to make it there. So in a way there was no space for him. I, d mm. I didn't feel that, um, I think I felt that he was stopping me from where I wanted to go. And definitely there was this uncoolness. Um, and um, yeah, and it's a shame because now I see mothers on the street with little babies and I'm like, oh, they look, you know, they look yeah. cute. And I, I really have a different image now. So I don't know if society has changed or I don't know if it's my image that has changed. But yeah, I definitely didn't want to be seen like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think it's just when my daughter was born, um, so she's two now, and it's, it's just when she was born that I started to uh, shift and I started to understand what it was actually about. And, um, and well, that's, that's when I wanted to do the exhibition. And, and um and I really yeah I think I, I started to get motherhood and I think I went through the process of matrescence so you know it took me five years to become a mom mm. um, because I you know it, it's how long the transition from my old self to um, to the person I am today yeah but yes. I think it's not it's it's normal and and I think you know this this struggle should be more talked about so I think the exhibition is really about that is about the struggle that I had and and the shame that was around it um, so I didn't really talk about it with my boyfriend I didn't want to talk about it with any other people and there was no real uh, other creative work that was around there that was talking about this subject so in a way I felt I was that I was really on my own that I was the only one only person in the world feeling that mm. and I felt like the worst mother because there's so much guilt you know yeah with becoming a mother yeah um and so yeah yeah um did you when you when you were pregnant did your did your idea around being a mother start to change because you were becoming one before your sort of own eyes or, or did you still hold that same resistance or were you more accepting of the transition uh, with my first baby? Yeah. No, I think I was resisting, yeah. Oh, yeah, that um, way through. No, I was re resisting the, the whole thing. I, li I liked... I, I think it, it was... It's also... Um, it's, it's also for the first time seeing your body change so much and not really knowing how you're going to be after. Mm. And... Um, and... 
Yeah, all those little details that nobody tells you, the fact that your your nipples go black or the the line that is, you know, the, the line you on your nipple. Yeah, yeah. And, and just everything that, um, even that your vagina gets a bit swollen and, and like really swollen at the end, it's it's things that it's, it's, uh, it's people don't really talk about it as yeah. well. And it's and when you've been because I was uh, I became pregnant when I was 36. So when you've been for 36 years in this body and, and at least for, you know, 15 years of your adult life um, and you haven't changed a bit and then suddenly you like completely changed. It was quite it was quite overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, and also the then the realization that birth was going to have to happen at some point yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that um, day but yeah no I think I was I was still um I was in denial I was do- totally in denial until I I came to Amsterdam it was it was not going to happen if I was if I didn't think about it it was not going to happen so I was not really <laughs> prepared for birth I was still riding my scooter until I was like seven months old which is very crazy um how um, how did you find the experience of giving birth with my first yeah it was very traumatic um yeah because um I had read books but I was not prepared for this threshold of pain and it lasted for 24 hours and um and then and then also you know it's interesting because um, I remember that the midwives were saying, oh, but you, soon you're going to meet your baby and it's going to be amazing. And I just wanted it to be over. You know, it was not, there was no thought of, um, you know, the reward is baby at the end. It was almost the opposite. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, I just wanted it to, the birth to be done and that was it. And, um, and when Jules was born, um, they handed me this sticky baby and I, I didn't have my instinct... Uh, was not to reach for him you know I didn't have that instinct of a motherhood um and um yeah I just I just I was kind of like I don't know what to do with this um whereas with my second the only thing I could think about when I was giving birth was just to meet her yeah and to hold this baby and and but I think it's is it's really about a process and if you've never done it before of course you're going to feel that way Mm. um but but I'm really glad that um, people are talking more about these kind yeah. of things now and and even sp- even postpartum there's a yeah that at, especially at the moment um, there's a lot of hashtag uh, my postpartum and yeah. people take talking about stories about how they um, they lived that because uh, six years ago there was none of that and so postpartum was also a real big surprise um, and so you don't really understand you don't really realize what's happening to you. No, you're kind of just dropped off, aren't you? Oh, you've had your baby. Off you go. There you go. It's like, what? What now? What the hell? Yeah. Um, have you found that since your um, exhibition has... Well, since your exhibition and your body of work, have you found that women have reached out to you? Yeah, so so what was really extraordinary um, during the exhibition is that the... Uh, I realised... I did the exhibition and it was called I Didn't Want to Be a Mum, so... And I was a bit. It was. It was in my house in Amsterdam, and so Can there was a sign. Were you nervous? So I was really nervous because of that title. Is such a strong statement. It is a strong straight statement, and I thought, oh, every single person in the neighborhood now is going to know that <laughs> I didn't want to be a mum and that I'm a bad mum. And but I don't know. There was something stronger in me that I wanted to do it. I wanted yeah. to say to women, um, uh, you know, it's going to be okay. 
And this is what I went through, but um, it's going to be okay. And and I think I thought in my head that there was a division in life that, like, there was mothers who loved being a mother, and there was the mothers who didn't really like being mothers. And there was, like, we were, like, a few. We were just not, like, maybe 10%. And, um, and what, I, what was extraordinary at the exhibition is that I realized that every single woman goes through what we've been through. And that no matter how much you love motherhood or love your baby, there will always be a transition phase. And you will always ask you, yourself your, those questions and you will have this transition. Mm. And, um, and so many women um, at the exhibition burst into tears in my arms. That was really, really touching because there was this double thing of I felt comforted by, um, by their pain and comforted by the fact that I was not on my own. Yeah. And also, it was amazing to be able to actually help them. Yeah. And uh, holding that space for, for women that just hasn't yeah. been there. Yeah. And, um, and so many women said, oh, my God, you've really um, broke a taboo here. And nobody explains it in those words. Because the words are really um, uh, raw. And, um, yeah, I think the, the, there was a diary text that was... If you read it entirely, it was about 10 minutes of reading. And mm. and the, the words are really, like, yeah, really raw and I really say things the way they were. And, yeah. Um, and um, and so so I think being so hot, being so honest and so open about my experience uh, really touched people. Yeah. I think even, um, you know, at the beginning in, in the journal, you talk about the, the idea that crossed your mind was to have an abortion. <laughs> Um, and even that, as a standalone subject, is something that people don't talk about. True. But then to talk about that in the context of then having the baby, like that's it's it's really brave. Um, and I completely understand. I mean, all of the text that's in your journal is is very raw, as you said. And I think a lot of us have these thoughts, but then before we vocalise them, we edit them so that they feel more. Society more acceptable uh-huh. to society True. and to the idea of motherhood. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that we're not necessarily having them. Uh-huh. Um, but not uh, perhaps having that platform or the space or even the bravery to actually just say it how it is. Sometimes. True. Sometimes it's shit. Yeah. Most of the time it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. It's really powerful. Um. And so. So yeah. So I think that was, you know, that was really. Um, really amazing for that because um, it really changed my perception of motherhoods and of mothers and and also in a way funny enough it's also changed the relationship I have with other mothers Um, now I can finally actually be true to them and say when I think it's shit say it's shit and and when I see that they're struggling see recognize their struggle even though they hold the face of I'm really patient telling them I know you're patient right now, but I know it's like really hard. Um, and just th- saying those things yeah. have really, really helped, I think. And um, and so, so the the future for the exhibition is that I, you know, in Amsterdam there was 500 people who saw the show, um, which was amazing. But I feel that like it's not enough. And I've I've had so many uh, uh, messages on Instagram and Facebook and direct messages of people who've said your words have really helped me. And it's an exhibition that is really hard to explain and it's really hard to uh, say really what it is unless you've you've actually seen it because there was a mix of pictures and sound and moving image and 
the smell of the top of the head of a baby and and the diary text so it's 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 an exhibition that you it's almost you have to live it it's like a an experience um and so i really want to take the exhibition in other places and really make it big so that as you know as many people uh, as possible can see it yeah it should almost be shown to every woman before they have a baby <laughs> yeah or even even two fathers funny yeah. enough um it, everyone and yeah that's that was also what was interesting is um there was it was not only women who were um uh, our age who came to me and and were really touched by it there was this woman who was about i would say 75 80 years old and she came to see me just at the end of the show and she hugged me so hard she looked at me and she couldn't speak she just couldn't say a word and she left and i just felt that all her emotion that she had withdrawn and all the things that she had thought about but couldn't say to anyone had been kept inside her for so long. And and then she was seeing someone who was actually saying exactly the same as she felt. And that was so powerful. Mm. So it's it's I think it touches everyone and, and it's it's people who don't have a baby or even men. Yeah, I was going to say, how yeah. has the reaction been from, from, men. from your partner or from other men that have come to view the exhibition? Yes, I think they were... Um, at first, when I was explaining the exhibition, I felt that people really didn't want to uh, be there or, you know, they were, they were... I think they were quite scared of what they were going to see or hear. And... Um, but, yeah, they really loved it. And there's, there was a lot of fathers who also said that they were happy to understand a little bit more what what their um, partner was going through mm. um, because it's it's really hard it's some it's there's so much sh- so much shame that is going through this that it's really hard to talk about it with your partner I didn't yeah. talk about it with my partner um, how could you yeah I think they're never gonna completely understand um, so it's easy to kind of isolate yourself yeah almost yeah completely um for People that haven't seen the exhibition, I'm going to put your video up with this, but would you be able to talk us through the different rooms? Because you've mentioned that it's a multi, it's a multi-sensory experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think actually when, when people go to give birth for the first time, they have no idea what to expect. Like it's the kind of experience that you only get once you've done it. Yeah. And I think th- when you talk about your exhibition and seeing the video, like I, f- I feel like it's the same thing. Like you need to be in it to really feel it. Oh, I like it. I like the analogy. Yeah, yeah. because it's, it's, nice. it's quite, um, I mean, it's multi-sensory. It's, it's completely immersive. Yeah. But it's also a subject that, again, is really abstract and we don't really understand it until we've done it. <laughs> so I think it's like... It's, it's true. Layered. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so as I said, it was in my house. It was on the ground floor. Um, and so it's this really huge space. And so there was some pictures of self-portraits of myself and uh, my daughter. And so really close-ups of, um, of breasts or of, uh, of breast, breastfeeding, of her as a baby, so, you know, the baby legs and, and her body. And um, so that was kind of like the cute part of the exhibition. Yeah. And I think if people were only to stop there, they would not really get fully the exhibition. Um, but, yeah, so that was like the beautiful part of it. And then you would go a bit further and there was this little room that was called the birth room. And in there, there was a four-minute piece uh, sound of a woman giving birth from the... Um, first ultrasound to the heartbeat of the baby 
to the first contractions and then the baby giving birth, the baby being born and and the mother saying, oh my God, this is amazing and and really feeling her emotion through this. Yeah. And um, and in this dream, there was also three pictures of my um, latest birth that were quite... Um, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the a picture of the placenta, a picture of me giving birth at the very moment where Guizon is born, and um, and a picture of me being a bit shell shocked by the entire experience. Yeah. Um, and this was dimmed in a in a beautiful red light, and so people were in this room, and and after four minutes, it would come out a bit. Um, I think women who had not experienced. Um, uh, or who had not seen a, another birth because you never see anyone else birth. It's a bit like sex; you don't see anyone yeah. else having <laughs> yeah. sex. Um, yeah. And um, and so the the people who were in the room and who uh, people who had given birth before, it was really a, a reminder of all this emotion. It was really <gasps> overflowing with so much, um, yeah, emotions. Yeah. Um, and so people were quite, yeah. There was, yeah. It was it was really beautiful to be in this room. Um, every time I went in this room, I was crying. It was there was something really, uh, yeah, really emotional about it, really beautiful. And then, um, and then you would go through um, a corridor, and you had to uh, go through a veil, uh, a printed veil of a. It, it was a picture of my daughter crying, and it's the kind of pictures you don't really see. You see on Instagram, you see, you know, super happy babies. You never see a baby who's who's in tears. And so you had to go through her. Um, and then you went into the next room and there was um, there was a video called Milk on Tap where you saw my breast um, that was dripping milk. Um, and so it was kind of like a mesmerizing video. And then opposite that, there was this um, really huge picture of my son Jules, who's actually kind of the star of the show, but he comes at the, he comes at the end. Um, and it's a picture of him who's like in a fetal position and he's, it's a very beautiful picture. It's something, there's something very, there's something also a bit weird about this image. Um, and, and then underneath that, there was a diary text that you mm -hmm. could read. And at the end of it, I say that um, this is a letter of apology to my son. Um, oh God, you're going to get me crying. <laughs> I'm going to be emotional. Um, yes, I wish that having you was going to make me a better person um, and that my life was going to be um, and I more fulfilled with, without you in it. Um, I didn't say it right. Did I say it right? More filled with you in it. With you in it. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I got emotional just now, <laughs> just saying it. Um, but it, it's true. It's... Um, uh, it's in a sense, um, so this is a letter of apology to him, to my son. I wish I knew that having you was going to make me a better person and that my life wouldn't be as fulfilled without you in it. Now it's time to make it right again. I want to be a better mum to you. Um, so that's that's the part that just crushes you. It's really, uh, yeah. when you read the text, everyone was crying. <laughs> yeah. Because because I think it's also really relatable. And it's also something that, you know, we don't really talk about. Um, the fact that um, the relationship you have with your two kids is completely different. And um, and I think if in some respect, I really rejected my son um, mm. at the very beginning. You know, I didn't want to be seen as a mom. I didn't want to be a mom. So how can you be actually fully a mom yeah. if, you, um, if you have all these feelings? And... And I, th I don't think it's any of your fault. It's just the way it is. 
And and so, you know, I realize with time that the relationship I have with Jules is is not as strong as the one that I had with Louison because when Louison was a baby, you know, I, she was like God, you know, she was she arrived and I was so happy to have a baby and I just wanted to be with her and I just wanted to breastfeed her. I've just stopped breastfeeding. She's two and three months. Um, it happened last week. She just said, there's no more milk. Um, and um, and so, so, you know, we have this, like, such close relationship. Um, I've only been able to leave her once. Um, and... But um, so going back to Jules, I think, uh, yeah, it's really something that is uh, that also needs to be talked about more. Um, yeah. And so that was the that was the, the the entire exhibition. So there's so many uh, different elements. Um, and I think what I'm what I was trying to explain was really all this conflicting emotion of motherhood. Um, you know, there was um, there was also this um, this aha moment that I had uh, when I was dis when I discovered something called the push and pull. I don't know if you've heard of that. Mm. So it's basically, um, it's mother who experience ambivalence towards their child. So they want their child to be super uh. close to them, but they also crave space. And yeah. so there's, o there's always this juggling act between giving and taking. And of course you're gonna be in the middle and it's gonna be, you, you know, you're gonna have a hard time dealing with this because you know, it's really uncomfortable. This ambivalence is something that you don't want to be, um, you know, people don't want to feel two opposite things at the same yeah. time. Um, and so so it also goes to most of the time, the experience of motherhood is not good or bad. It's just good and bad. Yeah. You know, it's what yeah, we were saying so earlier. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, so it's, it's all, all of this that I, was, I wanted to talk about during the exhibition. So it's really hard to just... In a nutshell, this yeah. is the exhibition. Um, it's a, yeah, I'm having a hard time to explain. It's a good job we've explain. got a whole podcast about it. Then. <laughs> yeah, have to, we have to explain it for an hour. <laughs> um, I think it's actually a really good point and something that I perhaps haven't thought about before is we can have these um, negative emotions about having children or becoming a mum. And like as we said earlier, sometimes it's really shit or most of the time it's really shit, but that doesn't, categorically make you a bad mother you can be in this space of not enjoying motherhood but also wanting your children nearby and having that kind of overwhelming protective um urge and sort of be in this weird place in between of of what we would deem as like a good and a bad and just when you when you're in that place when you then add on the layers of of shame and guilt it's i mean it's a lot to to carry um especially when we're not really speaking about it so much which i think is i mean it is changing but yeah it's a lot yeah that was a really good summary <laughs> <laughs> to round it up no, <laughs> no i'm joking no no it was great i mean that was yeah it, i was just thinking better, as, yeah as you were speaking about your relationship with your son because i think my relationship with my eldest has definitely been a push-pull because I've wanted him close, he's my baby, but I've also craved my independence and and my identity of, of myself. And and I, I think he's definitely felt that at times. How would you say your relationship is now with your son, now that he's older? Has your relationship changed? So, um, so it's funny because the exhibition really changed things. And 
it, the exhibition was really a, a cathartic. It was really a, th a therapy, mm -hmm. and I um, and I and also by seeing that um, women were experiencing the same thing, it made me feel so much better. And I I don't know there was there was kind of like a weight of my shoulders, and suddenly after the show, my relationship with him started to be a lot better. Did he see the show? Yes. How did he respond to it? Well, it's hard. Um, I think the show comes together when you see the yeah. when you read the diary. So if you don't read the diary, if you're um, his age, uh, you see the show, you see beautiful pictures, and and it's 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 not the same. I think he will come to understand it at some point. Um, and and I think you know I'm I'm uh, I was I was actually quite scared at the beginning of doing this show and what it would mean for him. Um, but I think it's a it's actually a beautiful letter that I read to, you know that I wrote for him yeah. um saying that it's a letter of apology and that you know it's I think it's beautiful to say you know I understand I maybe I didn't do it right but now you know now the future is um is here and I want to make it right for you and so um so I'm really working on that and and it's and I think you know it's a uh, it's interesting because uh, for him, I'm still his mom, and I'm I've been in his mom like this for so long. So it's it doesn't really change. But but once as I started to open more to mm -hmm. him, I mm -hmm. think it's not him; it's just me. Mm -hmm. uh, once I started to understand those feelings and understand that it was normal, then actually, um, I yeah, I got closer to him. Um, so so it was just me who had to change. So it's 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 really beautiful, mm -hmm. um, and I'm I'm glad I did it because then for them. Um, for both my kids, it will be hopefully it will be a different situation when they also become par parents, um, and so it's it's in order to make the world a better place for them and yeah. and to educate people and and to start to say we really have to um, talk about motherhood in a different perspective in a different way. Yeah, yeah, you've opened the um, you've given many people a platform, especially for your own children. Yeah, and it's also it comes to the breastfeeding. It's mm. it's also exactly the same same thing. So. Um, a few months ago, I um, I was uh, uh, refused a job um, because I said that I was going to breastfeed my daughter on set for fifteen minutes at lunchtime. And how did they? Well, word the well, we th we thought that we had the job because um, we were already talking about uh, production and how it was going to work. And so my agent uh, just said, "Oh yes, you, you know, we have to organize." Um, Sophie's taking a break. Um, she you know she, she needs to be, feed her daughter, and um, and suddenly the producers say, oh, it's going to be complicated, and um, which came out a shock, <laughs> really. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, it's the article um, was written um, thanks to this um, thanks to this incident because it's actually not the first time that he happened. So I was refused this job, but before that, it was just super hard to have uh, my daughter or my son on drugs and it was always really difficult um and um so I, you know there was countless countless of stories that i can tell you and um and and when especially when my daughter was born i thought oh things have changed because with jules six years ago i kind of it was really not a conversation that was talked about. You know, nobody was talking about breastfeeding, and so, so when I was taking Jules on on sets, you know, I was really trying, uh, trying to be careful and not that he was not going to be there, and and also I was in all this thing of I didn't want to be seen as a mom, and I didn't want to, I wanted mm. to carry on my career, and 
So I really didn't want to make a, a mess. And, and, um, and so but when Louison was born, I thought, you know, society has changed. Now it's way more accepted and way more welcome. And I was really shocked by the reaction of people. And so, you know, I think it's, um, it's, it's really a shame because uh, it's, it's, a, it's a story about, you know, my breastfeeding, but I think the issue is bigger than boobs. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the issue is that there's no options for mothers returning to work. You know, it's re extremely limited when you're breastfeeding or when yeah. you have a kid. And so, you know, in a society that craves female representation, yeah. Um, the workplace need to, you know, is not designed for the realities of motherhood, and so it's, you know, it really needs to change. So the article is really about that um, and trying Where to raise the this voice. Sorry. Where was the article? The, the article if was in Creative Review. I'm going to link it. I'll link it in the um, um, yeah. In the text and um, um, and so the the good thing is. Um, after this article came out. And so I didn't want to name and shame the agency because it was not the point. You know, my point was really trying to say, this was this is what happened and I don't really want it to happen to anyone else. And um, and and it was really talked about. Everyone talked about it. Um, and so, which is great because I believe that now um, people, you know, have, uh, you know, c can't do that anymore. Yeah. Agencies know that if they if they react like this, it, it might be a problem. Um, yeah. And so, and, and it's, you know, I didn't want to name and shame also because sometimes the producer said that because her boss said that or because the client said that, you know, it's, it's, it's no one's fault. It's just the, the way society is. It's the way society is created. And it's, you know, half of the population have kids, but the workplace is actually not designed for, for us. Yeah, and um, and so you know, I know at the moment there's lots of discussions about uh, parental leave and and equality for that, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so that's really, I think things. It's really the beginning. Things are changing for that. Yeah, and it's funny. I was talking about parental leave the other day with a friend, and how um, their friend was getting four months, their partner was getting four months, and we were like, "That's amazing." But then actually, we were like, "Well, is it amazing, or should that just be standard?" Yeah, should we be should this be grateful yeah. for for things to be leveled out? Should we be more grateful that people can breast pump in the toilet at work? No, <laughs> like it yeah. should just be standard. Well, and they shouldn't be breastfeeding in the toilet. in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, I know I've done that like three <laughs> times today. <laughs> yeah, no. but yeah, no, it's like yeah, our kind of our expectation or our levels of what is acceptable. I feel like we're working from suboptimal, uh -huh, huh. True. And, and we're sort of accepting. Yeah, but actually that acceptance level should just be a standard. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I remember being on a call with a creative director and th that was at the very beginning of um, when I was returning uh, to work with Louison. And, and at some point I wanted to say, say it, I was like, oh, well, my baby is six months and I'm gonna come on the job with her. I hope it's okay, I'm still breastfeeding her. And the creative director started by saying, I'm really uncomfortable we're having this discussion. And I was like, oh, shit, what have I said? And he's like, of course you can bring her. It oh, should be normal. We oh should good. never have had to have this conversation. And suddenly he was, oh. And, but of course, you know, and it was, but of, co of it, course it yeah. is. Um, but it's not. And uh, thank you for saying that. But, uh, <laughs> um, but I wish more male uh, creative directors were reacting like this. And um and there was another job where um, the client was so happy to have Louise on set, and uh, 
And they said, oh, she, you know, she was the best part of the job. And the job was a great, a great part, you know. Yeah. It was actually an amazing job. So the fact that she was also the best part, you know, really said something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully we can um, all bring our babies on set yeah. to work. Or at least have the option but to. At least have the option, like, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. But at least not be refused a job because you want to breastfeed for only 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, it seems, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's really infuriating. Um, okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for talking to me. Um, if peop- I'm gonna pu- I'm gonna pop your video and um, links to your article below when I post this podcast. But if people would like to find you, where are you online? Instagram. So Instagram is the easiest. Um, Sophia Barrett. Uh, or my website is sophiabarrett.com. Great. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you.